Hi, and welcome to the Torps Training Podcast. My name is uh, Torps. I'm the author of the up-and-coming book Lean Body, Strong Mind, and the founder of TorpsTraining.com, a new online health and fitness platform planning to launch in November. In this podcast episode, I will share a concept called the 80-20 rule in nutrition. It's a concept from my book, Lean Body, Strong Mind. And uh, in this book, the chapter is called How to Eat Pizza and Still Get Lean. It's an important concept and, of course, a popular concept of how to get in shape and stay in shape without sacrificing your social life or going insane. Note, you could now also find a video version of this episode on my YouTube channel called Torps Training, so you could check that out. With that being said, here is a clip from my audiobook, and I hope you find it helpful. Chapter 20. How to eat pizza and still get lean. Quote, there are no inherently bad foods, simply bad total combinations of food compared to activity levels. Let me make a confession. I love pizza. And if you love pizza too, here is a needed perspective on healthy eating, fat loss and happiness. Listing up unhealthy food in this book is easy. But for you to actually live without them is another thing. It is essential to design a healthy lifestyle that makes eating in a caloric deficit mentally sustainable long term. After all, I assume that you have a social life too. So, if you can't imagine eating a certain way for at least one year, you're doomed to fail. Let's take pizza as an example. Pizza is often labeled as bad because it's high in fat, high in simple carbohydrates and easy to overeat. But if you don't eat pizza every day and pizza brings friends together, encourages conversation, laughing and connection, this otherwise bad food obviously has a lot of great health benefits after all. I state once again that in my view, there are no inherently good or bad foods. It's only the total consumption of food during the course of a week that could be labeled good or bad. Therefore, we need to see our meals in context. If 80% of your foods come from unprocessed, nutritious, whole foods, then the remaining 20% really doesn't matter that much. In fact, enjoying pizza and red wine every Saturday night while also having feta cheese and bread with your Caesar salad can truly make a 12-week calorie deficit mentally sustainable. This is even backed by science. For example, bread is one of the most restricted foods in popular fat loss diets. And although eating less bread could be very beneficial for fat loss, a complete elimination is usually not sustainable or effective either. One study conducted in 2012 concluded that adding bread to a low-calorie weight loss diet actually improved the average weight loss over time due to greater compliance with the diet and fewer dropouts. This research indicates that moderate flexibility is key to creating long-term results. And this is where the 80-20 rule comes in handy. 80% of the time, you stay in a moderate calorie deficit through a combination of diet, lifestyle and exercise. You eat enough protein to build and or maintain your muscles, while also eat the type of foods that help you feel saturated, 
giving you a stable source of energy and promote good health. Refer to the foods listed in step 2, eat this. Now, 20% of the time, you can have fun on the weekends, try different foods, be flexible and eat whatever pizza you want. As long as you stay within a rational calorie level. This is commonly referred to as a cheat day. Now, you should be aware of the power and pitfalls of cheat days. Including a well-planned cheat day once per week can in fact increase your metabolism and help you lose fat due to three factors. First, a cheat day causes an increase in the anti-starvation hormone leptin, signaling to your body that food is not scarce. Remember, your body has evolved to survive, not to look good on Instagram. So, if you eat in a caloric deficit over time and your body gets leaner, your body lowers its leptin levels as an instinctive safety mechanism. This leads to a gradually lower resting metabolism and, for some people, an increased feeling of hunger. A cheat meal can temporarily counteract this process. Secondly, the more food you eat, the more calories your body will temporarily need for digesting that food. Lastly, some people end up moving more on days they eat more. However, this is not true for everyone. But before you order two large pieces, one box of ice cream and two plates of chocolate for your cheat day, be aware that the total effect on your metabolism during a cheat day is actually very small and short-term. Looking at short-term overfeeding studies, the average increase in metabolic rate is somewhere between 3-10% to and the effect only lasts for 24 hours. So, if your body normally burns 2000 calories per day, your much hyped cheat day could for example increase that number to 2200 calories at best that single day. However, if you eat 4000 calories on your cheat day, that is a 1800 calorie surplus your body needs to store somewhere. Aim for no more than a 200 to 500 calorie surplus on these days to avoid fat gain. The purpose of including a cheat day is primarily to increase your motivation, have fun, and create a sustainable healthy lifestyle, not to skyrocket your metabolism and thereby magically burn fat regardless of how many calories you eat on your cheat day. Final thoughts on the 80-20 principle. Giving up your favorite foods will not work in today's society. But luckily, you don't have to as long as it's done in moderation and adjusted to your activity levels. Thereby, the 80-20 principle aims to bridge two schools of fat loss. Number one, just eat clean. This is when you only choose from the lists in the chapter Eat This. The problem with this line of thinking is that it creates a black and white, good and bad neurotic mentality towards foods. The truth is that there are no inherently bad foods. Do some foods have a higher likelihood of being bad? Sure. Number 2. If it fits your macros. This is the polar opposite of the eat clean maxim. Here you can eat as much junk food as you want as long as it fits into your pre-calculated macronutrient target for the day. 
Because as long as you eat less calories than you use, you biologically cannot avoid losing weight. In that sense, a calorie is a calorie. While the intent behind this message was to prevent a neurotic mentality of clean eating, it can be misinterpreted to believing that food quantity is everything, leaving the food quality to be optional. Obviously, that's not our objective either. Therefore, we all need a 80-20 balance in our life. Key point. The only diet that works is the one you're able to follow long term. Studies have shown that the stricter a dietary approach is, the less likely it is to succeed long term. If you base 80% of your meals on unprocessed and nutrient-dense foods, then the last 20% does not really matter that much. After all, life is way too short to not enjoy your pepperoni pizza, tacos or red wine every now and then. So, I hope that uh, made sense, uh, but still, if you are wondering what kinds of foods I'm talking about when I'm saying eat the right types of food 80% of the time, uh, I have created a free PDF uh, containing the best sources to proteins, carbohydrates, fat and vitamins. Uh, if you go to the show notes, you will find a link or if you go to torstraining.com and I'll send it to you for free. Good luck.